We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we will be talking about the upcoming NBA draft, and we will be uh, doing a mock draft for the first 14 picks, which is the draft lottery. And we are going to be starting at 14. So, Henry, let's get right into it. And this is the Celtics pick, which they acquired from the Memphis Grizzlies. And I have them picking Devin Vassell, who is a guard slash forward out of uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, not excuse me, out of Florida State. And he averaged 12.13 points, which isn't that impressive. But here's what makes him impressive. He is the definition of a 3 and D player, Henry. He shoots the three well, shooting 41% last year. And he is one of the best on-ball defenders in this draft. It makes sense for the Celtics here because they could use someone who can shoot the three and make it consistently. And any team could use a great defender. And that is what Devin Vassell is to uh, any team that will draft him. And I believe the Celtics will take him here at 14. Andrew, I actually disagree with you here. And I'm going to have the Celtics selecting Sadiq Bey, power forward out of Villanova and Andrew I think at this point the Celtics have so many guards that they can play they would rather have someone who can play that small forward and power forward spot and I think Sadiq Bey fits what they need he's a very good 3 and D player a lot like Devin Vassell as you mentioned but he's also a lot more physical he's good very good defender and I I think he has a lot of potential as a uh, as a scorer especially so I think this is a perfect fit for him, and I think this is who the Celtics will take, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and let's move on to the next pick, which is uh, pick 13, and that is uh, the Pelicans pick. And I have them picking Kira Lewis Jr. out of Alabama. He is a point guard, and he is one of the youngest guys in this draft and recently seems sliding up these draft boards lately. So I have him going at number 13, and the reason, why, the reason why I have the Pelicans taking him here is because I think he will be more of a rotational player and a guy who can slide in uh, when Lonzo Ball is on the bench. I do think Lonzo Ball will be the starter for this Pelicans team at point guard, but I think Kira Lewis will learn a lot from him since Lonzo Ball is one of the best passing point guards in the NBA, and Kira Lewis is more of a scoring point guard, uh, which he averaged almost 20 points last year. And I think that went very like low key because not a lot of people 
have been talking about Kira Lewis un, uh, until this draft, which is kind of crazy, Henry, because Kira Lewis had a great season last year, averaged, like I said, about 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. He is one of the most underrated prospects in this draft, I think. And I think that this will be a great landing spot for him to learn from Lonzo Ball, who is a couple years deep in his NBA career. And I think Lonzo Ball will be the starter, but I think Kira Lewis will be a rotational player and uh, sub in when Lonzo Ball subs out. Yeah, Andrew, once again, I'm going to disagree with you here. And I think that the Pelicans are looking to trade Drew Holiday as there's been a lot of rumors of him being traded. And I think they're going to go out and draft their replacement for him. And I think that the Pelicans will select Tyrese Maxey, shooting guard out of Kentucky. And Andrew, this guy is so fast. I mean, one second you're locking him up and the next second he has a quick burst and he's at the hole. And at that point, you, there's really not a whole, whole lot you can do to stop him considering he's also a very good shooter and he's got a lot of defensive potential considering how long he is and how, and just overall how quick he is. So I like his potential. I like his ability to score. And I think he's a great fit to replace Drew Holiday in New Orleans, Andrew. Yeah, Henry. And let's move on to pick 12 and the Sacramento Kings have this pick and this was pretty much a no brainer for me. And if he's available, I do expect the Kings to take him. This is Aaron Nesmith, small forward out of Vanderbilt. I believe this guy is one of the best three-point shooters in this draft, if not the best three-point shooter in this draft. He shot about 52% from three-point land uh, last season in college, and he averaged about 23 points. This guy's the definition of a scorer, and given the Buddy Heald situation that's going on, it seems likely that he will be leaving uh, the Sacramento Kings, so what other than Aaron Nesmith, possibly the best three-point shooter in this draft, who else would make sense more to replace Buddy Heald, right? Buddy Heald is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Why wouldn't you replace him with one of the best three-point shooters in this draft? So if he's available, I expect uh, the Kings to take Aaron Nesmith out of Vanderbilt. Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree with everything you said about Aaron Nesmith and I think he's a great fit on this Kings team, and I had them selecting him just like you. I like his three-point ability. I like his ability to score. I do have some questions about his defensive ability, but he's a very long player, so I think he's got some shot-blocking potential, and I think that will make up for his – and I think his offensive ability, excuse me, will make up for his defensive woes, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and there's no doubt he is one of the best scorers in this draft. But let's move on to the next pick, and that is pick number 11, which the Spurs have. And I have them selecting a point guard. I think there's no really doubt here that I think they're going to go guard here. But the guard varies depending on who goes, because, of course, this lottery is very stacked in guards. But it just depends which ones go at what point. But I believe Killian Hayes out of France, the point guard, I believe he will be available at this uh, point. And that is debatable because a lot of people have him going earlier, possibly to the Pistons, but I have him sliding down at 11 to the Spurs. And I think this makes more sense because he's more of a facilitator and uh, Popovich is really good with facilitators. Of course, Tony Parker wasn't exactly a great scorer, but he got things done by being a facilitator and get, getting it to the guys he needed it. He needed to get it to, excuse me. And I believe Killian Hayes 
is that guy for uh, the Spurs team. And I believe they will take him here at 11 if he is available. Andrew, I disagree with you here. And the guy I have selecting is a lot like in a position that Tyrese Maxey will be in for the Pelicans. And that's Patrick Williams. I mean, you hear a lot of the rumors of the possibility of DeMar DeRozan being traded this off season. And I know they kind of play different positions, but they're the same height. They kind of have the same type of game. Although Patrick Williams isn't really a, uh, a three-point shooter. He's kind of a shot creator and a dribble drive type of guy, but I like his versatility on the defensive end. He's not going to give you a whole lot of scoring on offense, but the Spurs are kind of built around being a defensive team. So I like his fit overall for the Spurs organization, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and let's move on to pick number 10, which the Suns have. And I have them going guard here because I think they need someone to pair up with Devin Booker, even though that situation is looking a little sketchy there because reportedly Devin Booker wants out. I think we've known this for a while, but nothing's ever happened. He's, he's been staying in uh, Phoenix, and I expect he stays because I think the Suns will draft a guy who was supposed to be a top three pick going into uh, – his freshman year at college came out one and done, but now he's been sliding down some draft boards and this is Cole Anthony. So I have him going at 10 to the Suns. I think it makes sense to pair him up with Devin Booker. I think if Cole Anthony uh, bees who we expect him to be in the NBA to be that really great scorer from that point guard position, possibly like a Russell Westbrook type player. I think the Suns could eventually have one of the best backcourts in the NBA. So I have them taking Cole Anthony here. I think it makes sense because they need someone who can dribble the ball and uh, facilitate it as well as be a scorer for them. And Cole Anthony is that guy. Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree with you. I have the Suns taking Cole Anthony. There are some questions I do have on his, his injuries. He tends to have an injury history and he lacks three point shooting from the point guard spot, but I think with the ability that Devin Booker has to shoot the ball, I don't think it would be much of a problem considering that it's all right if you have one guy in the backcourt who can not really shoot. And I like your comparison that you made with Russell Westbrook because, I mean, he's a very good attacker and scorer off the dribble. So I think that's a great comparison, and I think this is also a great fit for Cole Anthony, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and let's move on to uh, the number nine pick, and this is the Wizards here selecting there. And I have him taking Patrick Williams, small forward out of Florida State. And he's kind of a mystery man, Henry, because he didn't start a single game uh, as a freshman, but he was a five-star coming out of high school. And perhaps you can call him maybe a stretch four in the NBA, maybe just a a guy who will play the three, but he only shot 32% from deep, but you see uh, coming uh, into the draft, he's been going up draft boards a lot. And people are saying possibly the Pistons take him at seven. I even saw a report saying the Pistons promised if he's available, they will take him. I don't know about that though. So I have him going number nine here uh, for the wizards. And I think it makes the most sense here because I think they need a small forward who can score And I think that Patrick Williams can play that three or four and be the type of guy who can get buckets for them. And I don't see him as more of like a defending rebounding type of uh, small forward slash power forward. I see him being more of a scorer and that's what the Wizards need right now. 
Andrew, I strongly disagree with what you said. I mean, considering that they just drafted a small forward last year that literally does the exact same thing as Patrick Williams and Rui Hachimura, I don't think they want to draft the equivalent to the exact same player in this draft. And considering that John Wall is getting older and is at the end of his huge contract that just is probably the worst contract in all sports. I think they're in need of a point guard. And although this guy does have some injury history and didn't play a whole lot last year, I like his potential as a passer. And I have the Wizards taking Tyrese Halliburton, Andrew. Yeah, Henry. And I know you disagree with uh, me going small forward there because they did kind of draft Roy Hachimura, who does the same thing. But I do think they can pair him up at the three and four, Henry. I do think it's they're capable of doing that because I think Hachimura has more of a height advantage on Williams. And I think Hachimura can play more of that four while Williams probably sticks to the three. But let's move on to number eight, the New York Knicks. Hopefully they don't screw it up this year like normal, but I, I don't think they'll do that this year because Henry, I have them taking Obi Toppin, the former or the previous winner of the AP player of the year in college, Henry. So I, this would be an absolute steal, I think, for the Knicks. And I think it's very reasonable for this to happen because Obi Toppin averaged 20 points, seven and a half rebounds and two assists, but he's not much of a passer. He's more of a scorer and uh, rebounding type of uh, power forward and this guy is so strong and he probably has one of the most potential I think in the NBA uh, draft because seeing what he did in college I think he there's a good chance he translates that to the NBA and if he does so because he's so explosive I think he could be like a Zion Williamson not as good but his type of build and the way he plays is like how Zion Williamson plays so if the New York Knicks can get him, I, I think he could be a type of player that Zion is to the Pelicans. Andrew, I disagree with here, you here, excuse me. And I think that the Knicks are going to try and fill out their backcourt throughout the draft instead of possibly trading for Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, which you, we've heard rumors of possibly happening. But I think they're going to select Killian Hayes from France. There are some worries that this guy cannot shoot and I agree I've watched him and he can't shoot but I mean he's he's very raw very young he's like the youngest player in the draft right now maybe other than like Kyra Lewis that you said Andrew but I'm pretty sure he's this guy is the youngest player in the draft and with how young he is I think that this Knicks team will somehow maybe develop him into a, being a decent player and I think the Knicks just need to take a chance on someone like that who can especially in this draft when it's not really one of the more stronger talent drafts in the last couple of years, Andrew. Yeah, Henry. And let's move on to pick number seven. And this is held by the Detroit Pistons. And I have them going guard here. I expect them to go guard here. And I have them taking Tyrese Halliburton. I apologize. And this goes from me and Henry. I apologize if we butcher any of these players' names because I'm sure uh, we have been. Uh, with our past picks and probably in our future picks. So we apologize if we butcher these players' names. But going back to my pick at number seven, the Pistons take Tyrese Halliburton. And there was discussion saying, oh, they're taking Killian Hayes. Oh, they're taking Patrick Williams. Oh, they're taking Tyrese Halliburton. It's really unknown here with the Pistons. 
it seems like they're taking three players in the draft next week. So we, we have no idea who they're going to take, but I think they're going to go with Tyrese Halliburton and he is really high on scouts boards, maybe not high in mock drafts, but you see these scouts are saying he could be uh, the prospect with the highest IQ in this draft. He could be the prospect that's the best passer in this draft. And with him being six, seven, I believe, and playing at the point guard spot, that makes him extremely valuable. And although he's not the fastest point guard, although he's not the best scorer with that size and that passing ability and having that type of IQ at the point guard spot, that's super valuable. And I think the Pistons need a type of guy who can be that floor general, who can control the ball and get it to the guys they need to get it to. Andrew, I disagree with you. And you talked about Patrick Williams. You talked about Killian Hayes. You talked about Tyrese Halliburton going to the Detroit Pistons. And I'll tell you what, the Pistons aren't taking any of those guys. The Pistons, Andrew, are taking LaMelo Ball. The Pistons are getting LaMelo Ball. Speak it into existence. Yeah, I sound like Stephen A. Smith here, but we are getting LaMelo Ball. The Detroit Pistons need a franchise-changing player. He's about the only one in this draft who can do that for the Pistons. And if he somehow falls to the Pistons at seven, Ooh, what a miracle that would be for us. And I think with the setup of this draft, what the team needs ahead of them are, I think it sets up perfectly for the Detroit Pistons, Andrew, to select LaMelo Ball. Wow, Henry. And it's crazy that you have him uh, sliding down at number seven, LaMelo Ball. And we've heard that his interviews haven't been that impressive. And we've heard there are reasons that he will slide down because he stated he does not want to go to any of the teams that hold uh, top picks. And his camp said he wants to go to either Detroit or New York. Those are his uh, preferred landing spots. But of course, Detroit and New York have picks seven and eight. So it will be interesting to see if one of these teams possibly trade up to draft him at one or maybe even two. But Henry, I want to move on to pick number six, which the Atlanta Hawks hold. And I think this is a no-brainer for me and you who they're going to take here. And he is probably the best uh, wing defender in this draft. And it makes the most sense because the Hawks already get their scoring from Trey Young. They got their shooter in last year's draft in Cam Reddish. And it makes sense for them to draft a guy who can play the three or four. That's a good uh, defensive player who isn't really the best scorer. But this is Isaac Okoro. I apologize if I butcher his name, but... He is probably the best all-around defender in this draft, Henry. And I expect the Hawks to take him because they need defense. They don't exactly need a guy who go out and uh, scores 20 points per game because I don't think that's what Isaac Okoro will give you. He's the type of guy who who you can put on their best player and he will lock them up for you. This makes the most sense for me for the Hawks to draft him there. Yeah, Andrew, and this Hawks team does have a lot of wings that they've drafted in the past few years. I mean, you saw Kevin Herter get drafted. You saw Cam Reddish, obviously DeAndre Hunter as well, and John Collins, who will probably play that power forward or center spot. They also have Clint Capella, and I know I mentioned they have a lot of wing defenders, but when he is such a good defender, I don't think that you can really pass up on him considering that the Hawks already are a very solid scoring team, and I think – that if you're able to get a guy who in a couple of years will be able to lock down some of the best players in the NBA, I don't think there's any way you can pass on him if you're the Hawks. 
Yeah, Henry, I 100% agree. But let's move on to pick number five. And the Cleveland Cavaliers have this pick. I feel like they're always around uh, this spot, three to five. I mean, they were really hoping to get that top three pick this year. But of course, the lottery didn't fall their way. But Henry, I think this is also a no-brainer for them because they need a guy who can go out and score and facilitate for them. And I think Denny Avdiha can be that guy. And he is from Israel. He's probably the most hyped Israeli player we've ever seen heading into a draft. And this guy's six foot nine, 230, Henry. He's huge. And yet he is like a point guard, I guess they're saying. He can play that point forward type of uh, position. And I think the Cavs need a guy who could be that somewhat of like a Luka Doncic coming out of uh, this draft. So being that foreign player, six foot nine, 230, and can shoot, can score, can be that point forward, as I mentioned, this makes the most sense uh, for because they have been taking those smaller, uh, quicker guards in the past drafts. But now you take a guy who's a little bit bigger, but can still uh, dribble the ball, facilitate it, and score. Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree with you here with Denny Abdiha at number five. And I think that he is that type of player that the Cavs need. Like you said, I mean, a point forward and he's can absolutely shoot the lights out. And there's really no other player at this point that the Cavs need. They have they have decent front court. They have a solid backcourt for the future. And at this point, I think he makes the most sense to the Cavaliers, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and let's move on to pick number four. Chicago Bulls have this pick, and we have no idea whether they're going to go guard here or whether they're going to go forward here, but I have them going forward here, and I have them taking Onyeka Okungwu out of USC. He is probably the best rim protector in this draft, and this guy is a great rebounder as well and is a great uh, paint presence on offense. He can score in the paint, Henry. He isn't much of a shooter, and I know that's kind of the new generation of the big man trying to be a shooter, but I think the Bulls need someone who can be that paint presence, and of course, they have Wendell Carter Jr., but I believe Wendell Carter can slide over to the four spot, and Onyeko Kungwu will be that center, and I believe they will have a really young and dominant uh, front court for the future. Yeah, Andrew, I'm going to go a bit of a different route here. And I think that the AP and Wooden Award winner, Obi Toppin, will be selected by the Chicago Bulls here. I think that they're at this point done with Lori Markinen. I mean, something's going to happen. They'll probably end up just trading him. And I think when you have a player like Obi Toppin, who was so explosive in college and even is a very good shooter, I think he's got a lot of potential, although he is one of the older players in the draft. I really don't think there's a lot of reasons why you can pass on a guy that's kind of, at this point, a surefire guy. Yeah, Henry. But let's move on to pick number three, the Charlotte Hornets, Henry. And the guy who I have them picking, I think, should go number one. But as of right now, how this draft is looking like it will play out, I have this guy going number three to the Hornets. And this is Anthony Edwards. He is by far, I think, the best scorer in this draft. And he is so explosive on offense. His defense is in a little in question, but this guy probably has the most superstar potential, I think, out of the guys in this draft, just because of how good of a scorer is he is. 
and he can rebound the ball too. He's, he's an all around player. I can't say his defense is exactly there yet, but in terms of offense, I think he's the most complete offensive player in this draft. And it makes a lot of sense for the Hornets to draft a guy who can, who they can plug into their lineup right away. And he can instantly average probably close to 20 points for them. You know, Andrew, I disagree a little bit with you here. And I think that they're, they're not necessarily set at point guard, but I think they can address that next year. I like what they're at at shooting guard with Devontae Graham. Obviously, I think they have their small forward and power forward of the future in Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington. So that's why I think they're going to go center here. And I think they're going to take Onyeka Okongwu, as you mentioned, Andrew, out of USC and fill that center role that they've been having to fill with Cody Zeller for the past couple of years. And I think if you're going to draft a center, I don't think James Wiseman will be available at this point. And I think this guy is going to be the best center left available. And I think he's just a very good fit for this Hornets team, Andrew. Yeah, Henry. And I know when I said Anthony Edwards, you were probably thinking, well, they're pretty set at guard, you would think, with uh, Terry Rozier and probably one of the most improved players from the previous year, Devontae Graham at shooting guard. But I think but the way this draft will play out, when Anthony Edwards is available at three, who I think just should have been the number one pick straight up, but it's not looking that way right now. When he is available, I think you have to select him because of how good of a score he is. I think he is by far the best score in this draft, as I mentioned. And there's no reason why any team, I think, should pass on him at all in this draft. But moving on to the number two pick, which the Golden State Warriors have. And Henry, this is probably the most talented team we've ever seen at the number two pick. And this is because their whole starting lineup basically was injured all of last year with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson both being out basically the whole year. And this makes the most sense to me, this pick, and I'm sure it'll make the most sense to you and the rest of the country because James Wiseman, no brainer should go to the Warriors because think about this. Stephen Curry's coming back at point guard, shooting guard, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins at small forward, Draymond Green at power forward. In which position does that leave, Henry? Well, this leaves the center position. And wow, thankfully, one of the top prospects in the draft is a center. And this guy is basically the next generation of a center, basically in one guy. Because he can shoot at seven foot one, rebound, he can rim protect, and he can score from any level. Henry, James Wiseman, I think, is the best big man by far in this draft. I know people are going to say Onyeka Okungwu, maybe, because he's such a good defender and that guy's a great rebounder and scorer. But James, James Wiseman, excuse me, has it all, Henry. There's no reason the Warriors shouldn't take him here. James Wiseman completes their lineup, and I believe if they draft James Wiseman, I think they will go back to the NBA Finals if everyone stays healthy in that starting lineup, Henry. So no question for me, are the Warriors, if they should take James Wiseman, no question about it. James Wiseman, I think, is arguably the best prospect in this draft, and there is no reason why the Warriors shouldn't take him here. Yeah, Andrew, I think we can both agree here that it's a great thing that this draft is one of the weaker draft classes, especially at the top that we've seen in recent years, because otherwise the Warriors could be drafting a guy like Jalen Green, who we'll see next year, or Jonathan Kuminga, that we'll see next year in the draft. And holy crap, would that be unfair? But with that, I have to agree with you. I think 
that there's no other player they can really take here. I think he's the only player at the position that they need. And there's really no debate here who the Warriors are going to take it to unless they decide to trade down. But I doubt they do that, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and there really is no debate who they take here unless they truly like uh, big man Onyeka Okungwu more than James Wiseman. But that would be very hard to believe that would be the case. But let's move on to the number one pick in the draft, which the Timberwolves hold on to. And Henry, I know we are going to disagree here with this pick, but I have LaMelo Ball going number one. I think he is the most hyped up, uh, hyped up prospect, excuse me, and for good reason. This man went pro last year in Australia, averaged about 17 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists. That is very good numbers uh, for being in the Australian uh, Professional Basketball Association. And Henry, he was, I believe, 17 or 18, putting out those numbers in a professional basketball league. Henry, that is crazy. This guy can pass like uh, none other. He's probably... Uh, the best if not maybe a little worse than Tyrese Halliburton as a passer but Henry like I said he is a top passer in this draft he is probably the best scorer out of the point guard position in this draft and he can rebound he's at great size at point guard his defense is a problem and I'm sure uh, that can be fixed once he heads to the NBA but Henry LaMelo Ball makes the most sense to go number one and I think he will go number one to the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves need that guy who can facilitate the ball. And I think LaMelo Ball has one of the most star potential in the uh, NBA draft. And it just makes the most sense for uh, the Timberwolves to get that guy to facilitate the, to, excuse me, to facilitate the ball. And I know they have D'Angelo Russell, and I believe Russell can slide over to that uh, two guard spot. LaMelo Ball will be their point guard of the future. Yeah, Andrew, I I have to uh, disagree with you here. I mean, I think they have their point guard of the future in D'Angelo Russell. So, I mean, I, I have to go with Anthony Edwards here at one for the Timberwolves. And there's there's really not a whole lot of other ways you can go with this. I mean, LaMelo Ball, maybe James Wiseman, but that's not happening in my opinion. So I think Anthony Edwards has to be the pick to fill out that backcourt of the future and maybe push the Minnesota Timberwolves, Andrew, into a playoff contender. Yeah, Henry, that makes the most sense to me, just having LaMelo Ball going there. But I wouldn't be surprised if possibly they pick Anthony Edwards or maybe even, I don't know if they would pick James Wiseman, but I think there is a possibility, of course, because there is no clear number one in this draft. And that's what I want everyone to know, because, of course, me and Henry are disagreeing on the number one pick. And actually, my number one was his number seven. His number one was my number three. That just tells you a lot about this draft. It's really unknown. And of course, we're probably going to be very off with our uh, picks here that we've shared with you guys in this draft because of just how unpredictable this draft will be. Because as I mentioned, there is no clear number one. There is no clear star in this draft. I mean, we have an idea on who's probably going number one. But of course, as you've heard from me and Henry, that differs. And I have LaMelo Ball because that's what I've been hearing the most about Ball going first. But of course, Anthony Edwards, I think, is the best prospect in this draft. And you have James Wiseman, who is the best big man in this draft. So we'll see what happens. But 
this draft will be so unpredictable and we will probably be far off. So I want everyone listening to this to know that don't get your hopes down. If we picked a guy that your team, that you don't want your team to select because they probably won't select that guy. Yeah, Andrew. And I think with that, this would be a great time to wrap up tonight's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Once again, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.